Christ himself bore his sins in our body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds we have been healed. So let us acknowledge our failures and let us return to the Lord in penitence and confession. O oh God, we cannot hide from you the wrong we have done, nor the good we have neglected. You know our transgressions. <clears throat> you have observed our pretensions. We have claimed too highly the label Christian, for often we cut ourselves off from you and from people we disdain. At times our rebellion leaves us hungry, alone and friendless, oh, oh God, we are not worthy to be called your children. <clears throat> Grant us, we pray, your forgiveness and pardon, and a renewed sense of who you intend us to be and become. In Jesus' name, amen. Our God fulfills his promise, and he is true to his word. We have confessed our sins. God has forgiven us because Christ has died for us. So friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Let us together confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge to the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now let us join together in greeting one another in the name of Jesus.
Good morning. Welcome to worship here at Church of the Palms as we continue our journey through the Lenten season. We are grateful that you are joining us not just here in worship on Sunday mornings, but also in our journey through the Gospel of John. Many of you are uh, re reported back to us that you are enjoying that opportunity to read through the Gospel. Perhaps you're on your second way through it. And that's a good thing. We also welcome you to join us for our journey with John uh, on Sunday evening at 5.30 as we look at the book of Revelation together and uh, as we continue on as we make our way closer and closer to the celebration of Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection. Please fill out the friendship pads in the pews and invite those uh, next to you perhaps to learn your name as well as to uh, have some further conversation underneath the tree after our service today. Just a couple of things to call to your attention. On Saturday, we have a couple of uh, events for you. The men's uh, ministry is having a men's breakfast over in the campus center at eight o'clock, and there's information about that in your bulletin. And so, men, we'd love to have you come and enjoy some fellowship and some inspiration as well. Our Echo uh, Farm trip is planned also for Saturday morning, so take note of that information in your bulletin. We uh, will be hosting this afternoon the Suncoast Band here in our sanctuary, so we would invite you to be a part of that opportunity as well, that great uh, musical um, uh, organization that offers great gifts to us here at Church of the Palms. And uh, also, we are going to be, in a couple of weeks, receiving a special offering. You heard about this last week from Jan Hunt for the Jesus film. This is an opportunity for us to have a film of Jesus' life translated into the heart language of a uh, people group in, uh, in uh, Nigeria. So we would invite you to consider that. You'll be receiving information about that in the mail, and uh, you'll be hearing more about that this coming Sunday. Uh, and also, we are delighted today to have our chancel choir leading us in worship this morning, and we are grateful for uh, that opportunity to be led closer to the cross, the passion of Christ through the gift of music. And uh, per their request, we ask that you refrain from applause such that we are offering this gift to our God and for the blessing of those who are here. So as you uh, are moved by uh, their performance, we invite you to uh, offer that in a silent prayer to God, your thanks for their contribution to us this morning. Now let us continue our worship through the presentation of our tithes and gifts and offerings.
Our Father, we pray that you'll make giving a blessing and not a burden as we reflect on the wonderful things that you have done for us. Let our gifts be given graciously and generously. May we be grateful in the risen and wonderful Savior, our Lord Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Now we're going to be seated and have the children come forward. All right, we're making our way down. Look at the choir up there. You guys look awesome. It's so good. Now you can see us this week. Hey, very cool. All right, good morning, good morning. It is spring break for us, so I imagine some of our friends are away. I want to introduce to you a special friend of mine, Pastor Mingy. See, Pastor Mingy? She joined us about five months ago, and she grew up in Myanmar, which is south of China. And I was telling her about how we're talking about honesty this month and that we're going to be talking about today about Naaman and then about Elisha, who had this servant named Gehazi. And Gehazi told one whopper of a lie. And you know what she said to me? She goes, Lori, I know this great story about honesty. Could I share it with the children? And I'm like, Absolutely. So, Pastor Mingi, tell us your story. In Damem, can you say Dame? Dame. That means, how are you? You're, I'm fine. Patian lekabu juan rin omtaka omtu rin mindua. Juan lekabu, patian lekabu, juan nau pangteu in nule in patet hu zomra u chuchu in tanata alea yan in damre bokang. We can't understand you. What language are well what language are you speaking in? I'm speaking my language, it's called Miso. Miso. Well, our language is English. So oh. that didn't really work. So oh okay. my goodness. You know what? Pastor Mingy just helped me understand. This must be what people all over the world experience when someone tries to tell them the good news of Jesus Christ, and it's not in their language. So that's why, as a church, we are trying to raise enough money to produce this film, the Jesus film, in the native language, in the heart language of some people that live in Africa. Kind of cool, because even if it's the best story ever, and I know Pastor Mingy, I'm sure, was telling a great story, if we don't understand the language, it doesn't mean anything to us. So we want you to do three things. First thing is to remember what it felt like to not be able to understand the language. Second thing, think about ways that you could raise money or save money over this next two weeks so that third thing, you bring it in on Palm Sunday so that we can put it towards the special offering to produce the Jesus film. Well, I asked Pastor Mingy if she would say our prayer, if she would say it after me in Miso. So will you pray with me? Dear Lord, Thank you for sending your son into our lives. Help us to share the good news with all people. Making disciples of all nations. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, Pastor Mingy. You're very welcome. All right, let's go.
Our scripture this morning is taken from the gospel according to John, the 19th chapter, beginning at the first verse. Hear the word of God. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. And the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they dressed him in a purple robe. And they kept coming up to him saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and striking him on the face. Pilate went out again and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no case against him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said to him, said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the police saw him, they shouted, Crucify him, crucify him. And Pilate said to them, Take him yourself and crucify him. I find no case against him. And the Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die because he has claimed to be the son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. By your mercy and through your grace, O Lord, we pray that you will help us to discover what this story might mean for our lives some 2,000 years later, that we may become faithful in our effort to follow you and all that we do and say, for we ask it in Christ's name, amen. <clears throat> in January of 1982, Air Florida Flight 90 attempting to take off from Washington's National Airport, crashed into the 14th Street Bridge and sank into the Potomac River. Some of you remember this terrible air disaster. And we remember it likely because much of the effort to rescue survivors of the crash was caught on film. We saw it on the evening news as early as that evening, the rescue helicopter hovering over the icy waters of the Potomac, searching for any remaining passengers possibly floating in that icy river. We might even remember Lenny Skutnik jumping from the banks of the river to save a woman desperately trying to swim to safety. And we also might remember the story of the sixth man. For as the rescue helicopter hovered above the icy waters, they did in fact find six passengers still alive and treading water. They threw the lifeline to one of them, a man later identified as Arlen Williams, who, who immediately handed it to a woman so that she could be lifted to life. They took her to shore and then returned, passed the line of life back to the man again, Arlen Williams, and again he passed it to a fellow passenger. They took that passenger to safety. Again, they came back, passed it to Arlen Williams. Three times they did this until finally the fourth time they returned and Arlen Williams was no longer there. He had succumbed to the freezing depths. Arlen Williams did not know any of the people he saved. One stranger helping another stranger. 
one human being helping another human being. Due only to some careful investigative work did we even discover the identity of this sixth man, Arlen Williams. So when they reopened the newly repaired 14th Street Bridge, they renamed it the Arlen D. Williams Jr. Memorial Bridge. As Roger Rosenblatt wrote after the crash, he handed life over to a stranger he was the best we can do. The best we can do. We do not know what was in Arlen Williams' mind or what was in his heart. All we know is that what Arlen Williams did that day was the right thing. It was the best thing. And what likely racks each of our minds and hearts is the wonderment as to what we might do if we were found standing on the banks or the treading the icy waters of such a river and the fear that we might not do the same thing. Because we know that this truly is what it means to be human. This truly is what it means to reach the greatest extent of humanity. Greater love hath no person, Jesus said, than the one who lays down his life for his friends, not to mention a stranger. In the fateful conversation that Pontius Pilate had with the beaten and bleeding Nazarene rabbi in the Jerusalem Praetorium, there is so much that Pilate said that he did not know what he was saying. He did not know what he was saying because he did not know who he was talking to. He spoke of the kingdom, but he didn't really know what the kingdom was about. He, he spoke of truth, but he really didn't know what the truth was about. He spoke of power, but he really did not know what the power was about. And so facetiously, he pointed to the roughed up and pathetic Jesus and turned to the people and said, Behold the man. And they all knew that he was mocking. And they all did not know that the one to whom he was pointing was actually really the man. The one on his way to the cross was the one who was showing to anyone who cared to see that this is the best to be done. This is what a man or a woman really is, handing life over to a stranger. The good shepherd, Jesus says, lays down his life for the sheep. Our journey in this Lenten season is not simply to arrive at a point in which we gaze at the cross in the empty tomb and take in God's love and power, though that is a lot of what we are to do. It is also to take in the greatest that we can do. 
Behold the man. Behold what a man or what a woman can do. It is within us. Jesus, life-giving is a life-giving for all, and only one can do that. But our manhood, our womanhood can be a life-giving too. Not necessarily for all, but at least for one or two or twenty or a hundred. To be a person is to be a life giver. It is the best to be done. Sometimes, though, we can forget that, especially when life roughs us up a bit. We can lose sight of who we are. We can make the mistake that, that life is simply about survival or protection or watching out for number one. No, says Pilate, not knowing what he's saying, behold the man. An old story from India is told of a man who was sitting under an old ancient tree that had its giant's roots meandering down into a swamp. And while he sat there, he heard a noise where one of the roots entered into the water. He looked closely and could see that a scorpion had been helplessly entangled in the roots. He got up from where he was sitting and balanced himself along the route down to where the scorpion was trapped. And he reached down to try to pull the scorpion free. But, but each time he reached down to grab hold of the scorpion, the scorpion, of course, would lash it with its tail. Finally, his hand had swelled so greatly as he kept trying to reach it to help the man, the scorpion, to be set free Finally, his hand had swelled so greatly that he could not close his fingers, so he withdrew to the shade of a tree to wait for the swelling to go down. As he arrived at the base of the tree, he saw a young man up on the road laughing at him. You old foolish man, said the young man, wasting your time trying to help a scorpion that can only do you harm. The old man replied, was simply because it is the nature of the scorpion to sting. Must I change my nature, which is to save? The world will sting us. That's a fact. The world has icy waters. That's a fact. The world will rough up the best of us. That's a fact. But none of it changes the fact that there is still a nature within us. There is a best still to be done. And if you should doubt it, Behold the man.
Let us pray. We have been listening, O Lord. Speak the words of these most timely songs into our very soul that we might offer to you every aspect and facet of our life. We pray this in your name. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen.